Hello, this is R.J. Deacon reading the Supreme Court of the United States Opinion Syllabus in Lew versus Securities and Exchange Commission, certiorari to the United States Court of Appeals for the Ninth Circuit, argued March 3, 2020, decided June 22, 2020. To punish securities fraud, the Securities and Exchange Commission is authorized to seek equitable relief in civil proceedings. That's 15 U.S.C. Section 78U. D5. In Kokesh v. SEC, this court held that a disgorgement order in a Securities and Exchange Commission enforcement action constitutes a penalty for purposes of the applicable statute of limitations. The court did not, however, address whether disgorgement can qualify as equitable relief under Section 78U D5, given that equity historically excludes punitive sanctions. Petitioners Charles Liu and Xin Wang solicited foreign nationals to invest in the construction of a cancer treatment center, but an SEC investigation revealed they misappropriated much of the funds in violation of the terms of a private offering memorandum. The SEC brought a civil action against petitioners, seeking, as relevant here, disgorgement equal to the full amount petitioners had raised from investors. Petitioners argued that the disgorgement remedy failed to account for their legitimate business expenses, but the district court disagreed and ordered petitioners jointly and severally liable for the full amount. The Ninth Circuit affirmed. The Supreme Court held the decision below as vacated and remanded, and Justice Sotomayor delivered the opinion of the court. A disgorgement award that does not exceed a wrongdoer's net profits and is awarded for victims is equitable relief permissible under Section 78U D5. In interpreting statutes that provide for equitable relief, this court analyzes whether a particular remedy falls into those categories of relief that were typically available in equity. That's uh, Martins versus Hewitt Associates. Relevant here are two principles of equity jurisprudence. Equity practice has long authorized courts to strip wrongdoers of their ill-gotten gains, and to avoid transforming that remedy into a punitive sanction, courts restricted it to an individual wrongdoer's net profits to be awarded for victims. Whether it is called restitution, an accounting, or a disgorgement, the equitable remedy that deprives wrongdoers of their net profits from unlawful activity reflects both the foundational principle that it would be inequitable that a wrongdoer should make a profit out of his own wrong, see uh, Root versus Railway Corporation, and the countervailing equitable principle that the wrongdoer should not be punished by paying more than a fair compensation to the person wronged, uh, Tilgman versus Proctor. The remedy has been a mainstay of equity courts and is not limited to cases in involving breach of trust or fiduciary duty. See root. To avoid transforming a profits award into a penalty, equity courts restricted the remedy in various ways. A constructive trust was often imposed on wrongful gains for wronged victims. See Bertel versus Denning. Courts also generally awarded profits-based remedies against individuals or partners engaged in concerted wrongdoing not against multiple wrongdoers under a joint and several liability theory. See um, Ambler versus Whipple. Finally, 
Courts limited awards to the net profits from wrongdoing after deducting legitimate expenses. See Rubber Corporation versus Goodyear. Congress incorporated these long-standing equitable principles into Section 78UD5, but courts have occasionally awarded disgorgement in ways that test the bounds of equity practice. Petitioners claim that disgorgement is necessary necessarily a penalty under Kokesh, and thus not available at equity. But Kokesh expressly declined to reach that question. The government contends that the SEC's interpretation has Congress's tacit support, but Congress does not enlarge the breadth of inequitable profit-based remedy simply by using the term disgorgement in various statutes. Petitioners briefly claim that their disgorgement award crosses the bounds of traditional equity practice by failing to return funds to victims, imposing joint and several liability, and declining to deduct business expenses from the award. Because the parties did not fully brief these narrower questions, the court does not decide them here. But certain principles may guide the lower court's assessment of these arguments on remand. 1. Section 78UD5 provides limited guidance as to whether the practice of depositing a defendant's gains with the Treasury satisfies its command that any remedy be appropriate or necessary for the benefit of investors. In the equitable nature of the profits remedy, generally requires the SEC to return a defendant's gains to wronged investors. The parties, however, do not identify a specific order in this case directing any proceeds to the Treasury. If one is entered on remand, the lower court may evaluate in the first instance whether that order would be for the benefit of investors and consistent with the equitable principles. Imposing uh, 2. Imposing disgorgement liability on a wrongdoer for benefits that accrue to his affiliates through joint and several liability runs against the rule in favor of holding defendants individually liable. See Belknap versus Schild. The common law did, however, permit liability for partners engaged in concerted wrongdoing. See Ambler. On remand, the Ninth Circuit may determine whether the facts are such that petitioners can, consistent with equitable principles, be found liable for profits as partners in wrongdoing, or whether individual liability is required. 3. Courts may not enter disgorgement awards that exceed the gains made upon any business or investment when both the receipts and payments are taken into account. That's uh, Goodyear. When the entire profit of a business or undertaking results from the wrongdoing, a defendant may be denied inequitable deductions. Accordingly, courts must deduct legitimate expenses before awarding disgorgement under Section 78UD5. The district court below did not ascertain whether any of the petitioner's expenses were legitimate. On remand, the lower courts should examine whether including such expenses in a profits-based remedy is consistent with the equitable principles underlying Section 78UD5. The decision below is vacated and remanded. Justice Sotomayor delivered the opinion of the court, in which Chief Justice Roberts and Justices Ginsburg, Breyer, Alito, Kagan, Gorsuch, and Kavanaugh joined. Justice Thomas filed a dissenting opinion. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to get a hold of me, I can be reached at rhodesscholar80 at gmail.com 
Roads.com. That's R-O-A-D-S, like the truck driving roads, and the number 80.